0: What's going on? What's going on? Jay Sutton, I am back with another episode of the Destroying Doubt Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Glad you decided to join me today on another episode. And man, I just feel so good, man. Oh, I feel good. Let the beat rock for me. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Oh, man, y'all probably thinking I'm weird, man, but I, I feel so good when I when I get a chance to hop on this mic, man, and, you know what I'm saying, just speak life, man, and, and touch bases with, with the listeners and, and connect, man. It feels so good, man, and I'm glad to be here again, and with that said, while I have your attention, while I have your ear, I want to jump right into it uh, with this week's weekly rant (laughs) and look let me just say thank y'all for for all the feedback that you've given me whether it be uh via email or social media um about the weekly rants and i'm glad to see that well i'm not glad to see that other people are going through the same thing um but it's glad to know that i'm not alone while i'm going through it (laughs) and you know it's, it's a good thing to know that you know everybody isn't flying off the deep end and um That are putting their emotions and their anger aside and dealing with it but you know it gives us a chance to get something off our chest you know and as we're on this road to these such positive lives and you know destroying doubt and reaching our goals man every once in a while you know we got to just vent and get some stuff off our chest and uh you know that's what i like to do with with the weekly rant and uh with that said i actually have a Weekly rant from a listener of this show, a listener of the Destroying Dot podcast. Um, she hails all the way from San Diego, California. Thank her. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And her name is uh, Shadé Burrell. She sent in. Yeah, she actually sent in a weekly rant this week. Uh, here it is. Check it out.
1: My rant has to do with this epidemic that we are currently in in this day and age. Bad customer service. If you are offering a product, a service, anything at all, and you're asking someone to support you in the means of giving up their hard earned cash, then I need your customer service to be on point. Yes, please. Thank you. Looking people in the eye saying we appreciate your business. Let's get back to great customer service as customers. Let's start holding people accountable.
0: Well, there it is. (laughs) There you have it Uh, again. Thank you. Shade Burrell uh, from San Diego, California, for sending that in. You can follow her on Instagram at Shade Burrell. That's at S-A-D-E-B-U-R-R-E-L-L. Shade Burrell. Thank you for sending in your weekly rent. And, you know, customer service does seem to be bad. Poor customer service seems to be an academic that is spreading like wildfire. And I just want to say to anybody listening to this show... And, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you're an aspiring entrepreneur, and, you know, at some point you had a job. And at some point you worked for a bad boss or bad employers. Don't be that guy. Don't turn around and, you know, get so inspired to start your business or your company or your movement um, because you had such a, such a bad experience. And then you turn around and do that with your customers. Value your customers, man. Value people. When people spend their hard-earned money, man, show them the, the respect and gratitude and customer service that they deserve, man. Please, 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 please. Because it, it, it's bad when you work hard for your money. Like I said, I said it before, I said it again. You work extremely hard for your money, man. And, you know, you you you, you decide to spend it with the company and they just don't value you. And they give you uh, poor treatment and poor product, poor services. It's, it's not good for anybody so again thank you for that weekly rant if you have a weekly rant that you would like to get on the show feel free to send that in um, destroying doubt at gmail.com and we'll get that on the show so just record it and send it to me um you know and you know give me some feedback on your on my weekly rants the listeners weekly rants uh, at this is j Sutton on Instagram and Twitter or J Sutton on Facebook um thank you so much thank you now with that said and today's gonna be a short show because it's it's no it's no real need to stretch this out any further, man. It's really simple and plain and it's one of those one of those messages where you can really get the point from the title, from just the headline. And I gotta quote the great Joel Embiid on this from the seventy from the Philadelphia 76ers when, you know, he coined the phrase, which he didn't coin it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, trust the process. Trust the process that's so important. I know that someone listening to this show has been at it for a while. You you know, you decided to to just start like we talked about way earlier. You decided to just start. You decided to put your fears aside. You, you, you know, you overcame doubt for the moment to pursue your goals and you started putting in the work and you've been grinding and you've been consistent. You know, and you've been doing all these different things that we've been talking about on the show, but it doesn't seem to be working out. And I just want to tell you, trust the process, man. Trust the process. And I'm saying that, man, to you because I can relate. Um, Let, let me tell you about this real quick. There, There's times where I will stay up. Like I literally have stayed up. All night and did not sleep because I tried to record a video because I had a a message that I wanted to get across that, you know, that I developed in my life and it helped change my life. And I wanted to share that with the world and I wanted to share that with someone else. And I wanted them to to experience that and apply that to their life so they can reap the benefits and so that they can see the change as well. And so. I wanted to make everything just perfect and I stayed up all night, you know, trying to get the words just right, trying to get the video just right. And I would mess up and I had to start all the way over or I do the whole video and the camera wasn't in focus or I'd try to edit it and stuff just isn't working. I got a YouTube like I have literally done this I, countless times where I'm trying to get everything just right and it just won't happen and I have to stay up all night. To get it just right, even with, you know, editing the podcast in the earlier stages where it was just a mess. And I go through all of that, get my content together and I put it out to the world. I share it on my social media. I share it on YouTube. I share it wherever I share it at and it gets three likes (laughs) or it gets four likes you know what i'm saying or 50 views and it's just like oh my god it hurts so bad it 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 feels i can't explain how it feels man it's like yo you 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 always hear you put in the the work and you get the reward um and so when you put in that type of work into something and you put your art out to the world like you, this is you Being creative and you putting your creative juices out to the world for them to, you know, I'm saying experience it and for them to enjoy it the same way that you enjoy putting it together and you get no response from it It hurts. It hurts. Like listen to me. It hurts. So I know what you're going through with your process and it doesn't look like it's coming together. But I had to tell myself I had to remind myself to trust the process. I had to tell myself that you know if you if you put out this video and you only get 3 likes on it then that one person that liked it may be the person that needed to see it. Of those 50 views, five of those people may needed to see that. It may they may have needed to have heard that message and it may have impacted their life. I had to tell myself when I'm staying up all night and I'm trying to interject my my emotions, my my feelings, my ideas, my mindset, my everything in me through a camera lens. I can't see the person that I'm speaking to, but I have to trust the fact that somebody on the other side of that camera will be impacted by my message. And I have to pour that into a Canon Rebel T6i. <laughs> it's not easy when i get on this microphone i do this podcast i'm sitting in this room by myself i have to pour into this microphone as if somebody is sitting right here listening to me we're having a one on one conversation and it's it's not easy and it's not always well received it's not always you know the thousand and and i get frustrated because i see you know i put so much time and energy and effort and, you know, it's for a good reason. It's for a good cause. I have a good message. I'm all about positive vibes. And, you know, you put it out there and it's not received. It doesn't get, you know, the attention and all this, that and the third. And you see stuff that, you know, isn't good, from in my opinion, or Isn't positive at all is negative. You know, somebody fighting or whatever it may be. Somebody cussing somebody out, some stupid video that isn't going to affect anybody's life in any kind of way. And it got 600 million gazillion views on it. 80,000, um, infinity likes on it or whatever. And you're like, wow, like, are you serious right now? But again, trust the process. And it isn't, And the reason why you should trust the process is because it is true that you put in the work, you get the reward. It just doesn't say when. It doesn't say, you know, that doesn't mean that you put in the work for one night and you get the reward the next day. That could be you putting in the work for months or years. I don't know, maybe even a decade before you see the reward. You just have to be married to the process. And I got to the point where I'm married to the process. You have to be married to the process and not the product. The product is going to come. You just have to trust the fact that the product is going to come. Your job, my job is to be married to the process. The process will produce the product. It's coming. It just takes time. Give it time. I'm asking you, if you're listening to the show, please give it time. Don't give up. Don't be like that meme that you know the the cliche meme that we see where the guy is digging, um, the he's digging underground and right before he gets to the diamonds he gives up. Don't be that guy. Keep keep going, man. And and you know I like I said I told y'all before on this show like I got to the point in my life where I said I want to be successful and I want different things and I don't want to you know follow down the same path. So I began to study people that we, you know, we normally look up to and we just look at what they have and what they accomplished, but we never look up and analyze the road in which it took them to get there. And I really started to do that. And if you do that, even with like Instagram, um, uh, uh, Instagram comedians or whatever, like people blowing up off YouTube and people blowing up off Instagram and Facebook, man, if you really dig into it and, and do your research you'll see that these people that seem like they blew up overnight have been putting out videos they have been putting out content for ever countless amounts of material before they blew up and all it takes is one video even somebody that I reference on this show a lot Eric Thomas um, motivational speaker he had been doing speaking for like he had been going speaking to schools forever. I'm talking about years. I i don't want to call them 10, 15, 20 years. Something like that. Countless videos on YouTube. One video went viral and the rest is history. But I want you to think about something. And we're going to just use the, the ET example. The Eric Thomas example. What if he had put out one video. And that was it. He put out the one video. He got 10, 10, views on it and threw up his hands. Was like, okay, maybe this ain't it. And that was it. Instead, he put out 500 to a thousand videos. And the one video took off, you know, gets millions of views, goes viral. And now all the rest of the videos gets attention. Now he's on this platform, but because he was married to the process, he's ready for everything that the platform brings. He's he's ready for it because he had been putting in the work, because he was married to the process the whole time. And and that's where I'm at with it now. I had to tell myself, like, look, Jay, I don't want to you like like I said before on the previous show, um or show or two ago, check yourself, self-analyze, self-assess, all those things. Like, look, man, I don't want to hear you crying and complaining about who's liking or who, who's viewing your videos, whatever, that ain't going to pay you no way. All that's doing is boosting your ego ego, and telling you that, uh, that you're better than what you really are. There's some people out there that got 20,000 views on the videos and they're straight trash. <laughs> Don't fall into that trap, Jay. Just trust the process. Do what you're supposed to do. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. You put out your material, you put out your content, and you get better each and every week. Analyze, see what you need to do, get feedback from from people that you trust, and put in the work and shut up and just do it. And uh, you know, I was thinking about you know, I was thinking about something the other day, and you know, it made it made perfect sense. And I was thinking about the fact that you know, we want stuff, we want instant gratification so bad, so quick and we do, oh my God, we just overlook everything that it takes to get where we want. And, you know, like me started this podcast. So now I should be, you know, traveling across the world speaking now because, you know, I've, I've done a few gigs and because I have a podcast and, you know, I've done a few things or whatever. Now I should be here and I should be there. It doesn't work like that, man. And, you know, what I thought about was the fact that, before, you know, I started the podcast, how, you know, what I speak about and my topic of destroying doubt was developed over a course of God knows how many years. I wouldn't be able to like I can get on this show every week and speak about these different principles with no problem because I actually lived it like. I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you what I overcame and how I overcame it each and every week. And how I developed the mindset to do so. But that wouldn't be possible without everything that I went through. That wouldn't be possible if I didn't leave a job in my hometown and take a job two hours away without a place to live. and, And without, you know, any anything guaranteed at all. That wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be possible if I didn't leave that job that I worked so hard to get and that I that I moved up in and, and joined the military. That wouldn't be possible if I didn't go through what I went through in the military. If I didn't get out of the military, if I didn't fight so hard to get out of the military, if I didn't go against the US government to get out of the military, I would this show I wouldn't be talking about I wouldn't have this material. I wouldn't have this mindset. I wouldn't have the mantra destroyed destroying doubt. This has developed over countless years. And so I see the end game. I see it, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen tomorrow. That doesn't mean it's going to happen next week. But I do know that I I see that <laughs> I see down the road one day, Somebody seeing my ascension and seeing where I'm at and, and them saying that, you know, it happened overnight. That I, you know, I just put out one video. Or I did one speech and, you know, bam, there it is. But they're not going to take into account that I put out a lot of videos that got three likes on it. They're not going to take into account that I've done podcast shows where nobody listened to every week. I was dedicated to putting out a podcast so I can sow into that one person that listens to my show. They're not going to talk about that. Nobody's going to bring that up. They're just going to talk about you know, where I'm at and what I have. And I'm ready for it. And I know I'll be ready for it. Why? Say it with me. <laughs> Wherever you're at, your car, your house, walking your dog, you know, you're on the treadmill, whatever. Say it with me because i trust the process that's all you got to do ladies and gentlemen trust the pop trust the process be faithful over few i'm not going to cry because you know one episode gets this many viewers and the next one gets this many viewers like i'm not going to cry i'm just going to trust the process and i'm going to be faithful over few i'm going to treat You know how we're talking about customer. The the reason why these rants and all this stuff kind of fits and, you know, we talk about customer service a lot is because, you know, you have to apply that to your life. And I'm going to value if three people listen to this podcast every week, I want to value those three people. I want to make sure that I give you the best 20, 30 minutes of information that you can get. I want to make sure that when you get off and, and, you know, you listen to the whole show, you can say, I can apply that to my life. OK, maybe I was tripping. Maybe I need to look at myself. Maybe I can do this. Like, I want you to benefit from it. I value you. And you have to do that. You have to be faithful over few before, you know, you get the rings to rule over masses and that sounds weird when i say rule over masses because that's not what i'm trying to do but <laughs> uh, before you get to speak to masses man speak to the few man value those few and everybody isn't speakers but you know you get where i'm going whatever you do man if you're doing it in the capacity of only a few people only a few supporters only one pour into that one pour into those few and and trust that process in doing so and knowing that that process would take you far. It may not happen overnight. Like I said, it may not happen tomorrow. may not happen next week, but it will happen. You just have to trust in that and you have to put in the work. Faith without works is dead. And so that's, that's what we got to do, man. So I just want to go ahead and say thank you so much for listening again. Um, I said it was going to be short. I don't know how short it was. Um, y'all know how I get with that but uh we ain't gonna trip thank you for listening and trust the process like always trust the process uh, be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel destroying doubt tv i just uploaded a bunch of videos uh one of them i was talking about my book and you know the motivation behind that and a, a particular chapter that i was working on in the book so youtube destroying Out tv always get you destroying Out merch be you be free um, head over to destroying to pick that up and uh, anything else. Oh yeah. Also um, social media at this is Jay Sutton on everything. Excuse me on everything. Um, uh, golly, there was something there. Oh, podcast consulting. If you need your podcast started and you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to start. Email me at destroying doubt at and we will set that up for you. So, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me go ahead and get out of here um, with the motivational song of the week. It's a throwback from Kanye West back when Kanye was good. (laughs) I don't know what happened to Kanye. Uh, Matter of fact, fact, let me not judge uh, Kanye because I don't know about his later stuff. I just stopped listening, so he could be good. I don't know. But anyway, um, this this song, and this is actually him talking, this is the end of the song, and this is him talking, and it's kind of long, so forgive me in advance, but it's necessary, and it's important, and it goes along with the message today of trust in the process. So, yeah, stay tuned and check that out. Um, like I It's about five minutes of him talking, but it's really good, and it goes in line, like I said, with what we were talking about today. So, Motivational Song of the Week, Last Call by Kanye West. Off of the College Dropout album, his best album, bar none, hands down, whatever, don't debate me. But anyway, yeah, Motivational Song of the Week, Kanye West, Last Call, off the College Dropout album, Destroying Out Podcast, Jay Sutton, we out. Thank you for listening.
1: Oh, oh. So this A&R of a Rockefeller named Hip Hop, picked the truth beat for Beanie, and when I was in a session with him. I had my demo with me, you know, like I always do. And I played the song, he's like, who's that spitting? I'm like, it's me. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, he started talking to me on the phone, going back and forth, just asking me to send him beats. And I think he's trying to get into managing producers, because he had this other kid named Just Blaze he was messing with. And um, he was friends with my mentor No ID, and No ID told him, look, man, if you want to with so, Kanye, you better tell him that you like the way he rap. I, was like, I don't know if he's gassing me or that, but he's like, he want to manage me as a rapper and a producer. I'm going to go. I was messing with uh, D-Dot also People like this talk about the ghost production But that's how I got in the game If it wasn't for that I wouldn't be here So you know After they picked that Truth beat I was figuring I was going to get some more work But shit just wasn't popping off like that I was staying in Chicago I had my own apartment i will be doing like Just beats for local acts Just to try to keep the lights on And be able to go out and buy Get a Pelly Pelly off way, Get some Jordans or something we'll Get a Techno Marine That's what we were back then <laughs> I made this one beat well, I sped up this Harold Melvin sample. I played it for Hip over the phone. He was like, oh, yo, that shit is crazy. Jay might want it for this compilation album. He's doing called A Dynasty. And at that time, like the drums really wasn't sounding right to me. So I went and um, I was listening to Dre Chronic 2001 at that time. And really, I just like bit the drums off explosive and put it like with a sped up sample. And now it's kind of like my whole style, where it started. When he rapped on this can't be life. And I was like really the first beat of that kind that was on a Dynasty. I, I can say that was the, the resurgence of the soul sound. You know I got to come in and track the beat and at that time I was still my other management. I really wanted to roll with hip hop. I, I, I just needed some fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I've been there for a while I appreciate what they did for me. But it, you know it's a, a time in every man life where you gotta make a change and try to move on to the next level. That day I came and I tracked the beat and I got to meet Jay-Z and he said oh you a real soulful dude. He uh, played the song, cause he already spit his verse by the time I got to the studio You know, he do it one take He said, tell me what you think of this And I heard it, and I was thinking like, man I really want more like a the simple type Jay-Z I ain't want like the the, the more introspective, complicated route Or in my personal opinion So he asked me what you tell think you of think it opinion. And I was like, man, this shit tight You know what I'm, saying? Well, I'm gonna tell him and I was on the train, man, you know So after that, I went back home Man, I'm, I'm just in Chicago, I'm trying to do my thing, you know, I got groups, I got acts, I'm trying to get on, and like, one nothing really like popping off the way it, sh- it should have been. One of my homies, that was one of my artists, he got signed, but it was supposed to really go through my production company, but he ended up going straight with the company. So, like, I'm straight holding the phone, getting the bad news that dude was trying to leave my company, and I got evicted at the same time. So, I went down there and tracked the beats from him, I took that money, came back, packed all my shit up in a U Haul, maybe about 10 days before I had to actually get out. So I didn't have to deal with the landlord because he's a jerk. Me and my mother drove Come to on, let's just go. Newark, New Jersey. I hadn't even seen my apartment. I mean, when I pulled up, I unpacked all my shit. You know, we went to Ikea, I bought a bed, I put the bed together myself. I loaded up all my equipment, and the first beat I made was a uh, Heart of the City. And Beans was still working on his album at that time, so I came up there to bassline. It was Beans' birthday, matter of fact, and I played like seven beats. And, you know, I guess he was in his zone. He already had the beats that he wanted. I did nothing like it already at that time. But then Jay walked in. I remember he had a Gucci bucket hat on. I remember like like it was yesterday. And hip hop said, Yo, play that one beat for him. So I played the City. And really, I made the City. I really wanted to get that beat to DMX. Then I played another beat. Then I played another beat. And I remember that Gucci bucket. He took it and like put it over his face, and he made faces like, Ooh. Two days later, I'm at Baseline, and I seen Dame. Dame didn't know who I was. I was like, Yo, what's up? I'm Kanye. Yo, you that kid Kanye? You that kid that gave all the beats to Jay? Yo. These niggas got classics to your beats, man. Oh, <laughs> you know, he talking shit. I'm like, oh shit. And all this time, I'm starstruck, man. I'm still thinking about, you know, I'm picturing these niggas on the show, from the streets is watching or whatever. I'm looking, these are superstars in my eyes. Are they still alive, you know? So, Jay came in and he spit all these songs, like, in one day and in two days. I gotta bring up one thing, you know. T- Go back in the story. The day I did the Can't Be Life beat, I tracked it. I remember Lenny Yesterday, there. He had some Louis Vuitton sneakers on. He think he fly. And hip-hop was there. I think Ty Ty, John Minelli, a bunch of people. I didn't know all these people at the time. They was in the room. When I said, yo, Jay, I can rap. And I spit this rap. But said, uh, I'm killing y'all niggas on that lyrical shit. Mayonnaise, color bands, I push miracle whips. And I saw his eyes light up when I said that line. But you know, the, rest, the rap was like real whack and shit. So that's all the response. He said, man, that was tight. Man, that that was cool. and that was it, you know, I ain't get no deal on <laughs> Okay, fast forward. So, Blueprint, H to the Izzo, my first hit single. And I just took that poly, built relationships with people. And my relationship with Crowley, I think, was one of the best things that ever happened to my career as a rapper. Because, you know, of course, later, he allowed me to go on tour with him. Man, you know, I preach I, I love him for that. And, and at this time, you know, I didn't have a deal I, I had songs and I had relationships with all these A&Rs So they want to beat for me So they call me over, they play them some beats Give me a beat that sound like Jay-Z You know, they dick riders or whatever So I'll play them these post-blueprint beats or whatever And then I'll play my shit I'll be like, yo, but I rap too and I guess they was looking at me crazy Because, you know, cause I ain't have a jersey on or whatever Everybody out there, listen, i played them Jesus walks And they didn't sign me you know what happened? It was some a that fuck with me though, but then like the heads, there'll be somebody at the company that I say, nah, like Dave Lighty fuck with me. My nigga Mel brought me to a bunch of labels. Jessica Rivera, man. y'all niggas are stupid if y'all don't sign contracts. Huh. Yeah. I'm not gonna say nothing to mess my promotion up. Y'all niggas are stupid. <laughs> Let's just say I ain't get my deal. The nigga that was behind me, I mean, he wasn't even a nigga. The, the person that actually... Sw- Kicked everything off was Joe 3H from Capitol Records. He wanted to sign me really bad. Dame was like, yo, you gotta deal with Capital? Okay man, just make sure it's not whack. Make sure it's not whack. Then one day I just went ahead and played it. I wanted to play some songs, cause you know Cam was in the room, young guru, and Dame was in the room. So I played Actually, it's a song you'll never hear. Or maybe I might use it song, it's called WOW. I go to Jacob with 25,000, you go with 2,500, WOW. I got 11 plaques on my walls right now. You got your first gold single, damn, nigga, WOW. Like the chords, like, don't bite that chords, because I might still use it. So I play that song for him. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's not even right. I ain't going to front. It's kind of hot. <laughs> it's actually kind of hot. Like, they still wasn't looking at me like a rapper. And I'm sure Dane figured, like, man, if he do a whole album, if his raps is whack, at least we can throw cam on every song and say the album, you know? <laughs> so a dame took me into the hallway, like, yo man, B, B, you don't want a brick. You don't want a brick. You don't want to catch a brick. You got to be under an umbrella you get rained on. I told hip-hop, and hip-hop I was like, oh, word? Actually, even with that, I was still about to take the deal with Capital because it was already on the table and because of my relationship with 3H. That, you know, because I told him I was going to do it. And I'm a man of my word. I was going to roll with what I said I was going to do. Then, you know, I'm not going to name no names. But people told me, oh, he's just a producer rapper. And told 3-H that, I told the heads of the Capitol. And right the day, I'm talking about I planned out everything I was going to do, man. I, I had picked out clothes. I already started booking studio sessions. I, I started arranging my album thinking of marketing schemes. Man, I was ready to go. And, and they had mail call me. They said, yo, Capitol pulled on the deal. Yo, Capital pulled on the deal. And, you know, I told them that Rockefeller was interested And I don't know if they thought that was just something I was saying, to gas him up to try to push the price up or whatever. I went up. I called G. I said, man, you think we can still get that deal with
0: Rockefeller? (laughs)